this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of The Woke Bros. I am Michael, Shabazz, Aziz, Mohammed, <laughs> Shay, Wavara, Abdul X Brooks, and with me, of course, my partner in crime, the constant subversive, my fellow <laughs> lover and hater of America at the same time. Because we love to live in the contradictions, big wise. Yo, what's up? What's up, Michael? How are you, brother? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good. I didn't have my hopes up that high last night, so we'll get to it in a second. But I, what I thought would happen is basically what happened. So I'm, I'm all right. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing fine. The thing is, after November 8th, it's kind of hard to shake me at this point. After having gone through the most gut-wrenching, horrible breakup of your life where you can't eat for weeks and, you know, you see the person's name pop up on Facebook or Instagram and your heart skips a beat and you're just traumatized. And then you you come out of that on the other side as basically unflappable. And ready it to was. become the biggest womanizer ever. So, right, you know, right. <laughs> awesome. but, uh, how many break? How many breakups have you had that led you not to eat? Ooh, conservatively, I'd say two. I'd say two. Okay. If I'm being honest with the listeners out there, I'm putting my business out there, y'all. That's, I'd say. Two. What about liberally? How many? What if you like re- like fiscally reckless? How many? Two and a half. Two okay, and a half. All right, fair enough. So that's like you missed a meal. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like breakups like that actually when it would be like, you know, I'm upset. Yeah, but uh, I'm fine. Life goes right. on. It's cool. It's not, it's not optimal, but uh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but eh, fuck it is exactly what last night was to me, man. Honestly, uh, 
Yeah, get into I, it, man. You know, because I look. We're Rob the Lopez Rose. on the ones and twos. Rob Lopez on the ones yeah, and twos. Shouts to Rob, of course, is always. Yeah. The woke bros mat. No, but that's always because we're liberals. We're going to have wet blankets. And so, of course, you know, I had to talk to a couple of wet blankets last night who were just like, Dems in disarray. This is a disaster for the Dems, blah, blah, blah. And that's that's certainly one way of looking at it, I would say. Um, especially if you want to consider, if you want to compare 18 to the wave year of 2010 and what happened and you're just like, this just was not that, you know, um, and, and, and whatever. And that's fine, but you can't discount what happened in what happened with the house seats. Democrats won by nine points nationwide, which is not insignificant, which is amazing, honestly, uh, you know, competing for Senate seats in Texas is insanity, you know, and, and, I, and I know we shouldn't be rooting for moral victories and all of that, but that's a big deal. You know, what happened in Georgia is unfortunate, of course. What happened in Florida with Guillaume is unfortunate. I just call him Guillaume. Is it Guillaume or Guillaume? Guillaume, <laughs> Guillaume. I, I, I just like that, though. I think you Haitianized it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what just happened, yeah. you know. And and when you and again, this is not to make excuses or to have more victories. When you really count in, you know, the the turnout amount, which is just straight up, you can never count on Democrats to turn out in um, during off years, you know, non presidential years. When you consider the the vast effort conspiracy to suppress the vote of minority colored people older black people you know what i'm saying like when you consider all those factors i think last night taken in total was fine but if you were expecting that blue wave um as my man charles pierce uh, so eloquently put it the water never quite hit the shore <laughs> <laughs> right right i mean I think basically like there's three things that we have to think about as as far as these elections go as 2018 and beyond go. And first, like I would say besides the fact that I actually I thought that Gillum I kind of thought he was going to pull that off and that really sucks that he lost on a number of levels. I thought I actually wasn't sure about Stacey Abrams pulling it off, but I, I think that that really is like, that's a stolen race, uh, you know, but in general, I basically was like, yeah, you know, the map did not favor Democrats as far as getting the Senate. That was a huge uphill battle. Some of the Democratic senators that lost, I mean, obviously I would have voted for them over Republicans, but you know, all right, peace out, Claire McCaskill, Joe Donnelly, like fuck out of here. I don't like, who cares? You know, these are just right wing mediocre as hell politicians, uh, which is not to say it would have been better if they won, but I'm saying like, you know, there's no, it's not it's like not you had the any, end of the world. And these are not like good people or good politicians that we right. needed in off, you know, they're not, they're, they were hacks and they were, you know, they were hacks that were better than, you know, insane extremists, but you know, they're hacks, right wing hacks, nonetheless, you know, uh, so I thought I basically, you know, Democrats were not going to win the Senate. I thought they would win the house. And if they didn't win the house, it would be a disaster. So yeah. that's the kind of micro thing is, you know what? That was a decent night. 
You know, right. okay, fair enough. Now the next the next three things though that I think people need to bear in mind are, and one you already touched on, that is all of Republicanism, whether it's the genuine ideological beliefs of some people, like as an example, the white supremacist, white nationalist Steve King, who was reelected in Iowa, or mm -hmm. you know, the people in the Trump administration, but even other, you know, but even plenty of other, all Republicans, the ones who want to look more respectable and the ones who don't like when people say mean things or whatever, the reality is, is that voter suppression can bind with and to uh, stop immigration is all part of a broader strategic effort to ethnically cleanse and design a white electorate, because that's the only way that they can keep winning. Number three, and this is, you know, pulling the lens out even more, I'm not someone who says, you know, there's a lot of debates inside the Democratic Party, and I think about, like, how one wins and what kind of policies are going to work best. And I think, like, if we're being, if we're being honest, like, last night was really inconclusive, like, Plenty of like, you know, bullshit third way and conservative Democrats lost, but also some really good progressive candidates lost. Yeah. Now, yeah. that being said, what do we actually need to do in the long term in terms of dealing with this over decades? You, We really need to start radically reforming the economy, getting for real, no bullshit universal health care. These types of policies, it's not that they're a silver bullet and it's not that anything solves everything. But the bigger backdrop, in my opinion, is that old quote. It says socialism or barbarism. And right sure. now, across the globe, here, Brazil, you know, and many other countries, as the economy exhausts itself, as wealth and resources get more and more concentrated, the demons that never left, like Bill Fletcher Jr., he said, you know, nationalism, xenophobia, he called it the herpes of capitalism. People are choosing racism, authoritarianism, and fascism. And I think in the long term, there needs to be a compelling, for real, and aggressive answer to that across the board. And it's going to look really radical. And that, you know, is going to, because ultimately, them being radical and strategic and, and Democrats kind of being an incoherent brand that sort of holds them back a little bit but doesn't really have any strategy or vision, that's not going to work. And, you know, I want to circle back about uh, strategy for a second because I want to key in on Kansas and Chris Colback and Sam Brownback and the type of shit that Sam Brownback Pulled off in Kansas. And for those of you at home who don't know, he is just straight up arch conservative, uh, trickle down voodoo economics cultist, right? Like he straight up believes in this thing to, to his bone. And he, the, he used Kansas as his pet project. They cut taxes severely, cut funding to a bunch of programs, and the state went to complete and utter crap, right? Uh, yeah. It, it was just a it was just a huge failure and those actual people got hurt. And this is Kansas, man. This this ain't no damn California liberals, all this other crap. These people are conservative 
as all hell, but they actually had to feel the pain of actual Republican ideology and uh, policy. They felt that pain. And then Chris, like the Chris Kobach dude, who again is another one of these, you know, <clears throat> nationalist, xenophobic, uh, one of the main architects of voter suppression laws all over the country. In fact, Trump put him in charge of his voter suppression board. It's not called that, but that's essentially what it was. And he ran for governor in, in Kansas and got his ass kicked by a Democrat. And it's sad, but, you know, <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine and he had a very cynical way of looking at it. He was like, the sad part about the sad part about the Dems taking the House is that, like, Donald Trump's not going to actually be able to hurt anybody to actually get people to, because that's what it takes. Like, people have to actually feel what these policies mean, man, to actually defund all of your schools and your kid don't got no school to go to. They can't pay his teachers. Your roads ain't getting fixed. Nothing's getting done because of Republican ideology. Like, when you actually carry out what these people want to do to its furthest extent, deregulation, all this shit, it looks horrible. And in a state like Kansas, they could just completely rebuke a Republican. And and he had and 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 God bless God bless uh sorry, Laura Kelly. That's the woman's name, my bad. Laura Kelly, for what she did was she just she just was straight up like this is what uh, Chris Kobach wants to do. He wants to continue what um, Sam Brownback did. And it's been a disaster. And he got his ass kicked. And so, you know, this is like a cynical way to look at it where it's like, man, you know, Trump's not going to be able to take people's health care away. He's not going to be able to cut into Medicare. He's not going to be able to cut people's social. So people really understand, like, what it means to elect freaking Republicans. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like at the same time, like, that has been the democratic strategy our whole lives literally has been we're actually pretty bad on most issues that really matter right go and 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 it's gotten a little bit better i mean if you go back to like the 90s bill clinton was straight up triangulating and embracing demonizing welfare and expanding the prison industrial complex right. and war and the death penalty and trade agreements that were bad for people and cutting government spending and and you know all of that stuff and and through obama you know uh, looking out for wall street not having radical you know reforms in terms of income inequality or even or drug war or prison and justice reform or, uh, you know, or the global environment for that matter, right? So I feel like this strategy, it, it's like, okay, Kansas is, is, a, is a great example. And actually, I think that's another failing of the Democrats, because the truth is, is like, if fucking Republicans ran around talking about Chicago politics for years under Obama, that barely even meant anything, why the hell is not every single Democrat in the country talking about the the Kansas that's catastrophe, right? right? So that's another lost strategic opportunity. But I have to say, like, the Democratic Party, whether it is people – and look, I think obviously – I think, you know, centrist, corporate-friendly politics, they're just not going to work for most people, period, because they favor – the most powerful well, incumbent. Well, Mike, what, what I'm trying to say is that you only get to try as Democrats, right? And we have to have a radical agenda when we get to try. But you only get to try if the Republicans completely fuck shit up. <laughs> like that's what I'm trying to say. But that's a fail. But that's just not durable. Like they need Democrats need to have some sense 
of like, yo, like here's something that's a little bit affirmative, not just damage control on these people that are coming at you because the only time they have won elections in our adult lifetimes, like think about this shit. You and I are both born, you know, in the fucking eighties, right? They have only won in two scenarios ever. And that's either when they have Bill Clinton or Barack Obama, who are two of the most charismatic politicians in modern history, if not the most, I mean, certainly in the United States, or when there's a Republican president who had a Republican just like riven with corruption and endlessly fucking up. That's it. That's the only time they win. And that is a sign that there isn't a strategy. There isn't a policy. And I mean, it's getting better, but you still couldn't ask the normal person on the street what Democrats are about uh, in, a, in a coherent way, you know, and they wouldn't know. Than cut taxes, deregulate, like, like, it's like, what is it? But is it? Like, no, it is. It is. It you is. Get, you get health care. We take money from those motherfuckers and give it to you. We protect your job. In fact, maybe you need to work less. Most right. people actually no, overwork. This is why. That's this is why. This is why. Here's the difference between deregulate and regulate. Deregulate means no rules. Regulate means you have to define actual rules, how they're going to work, when you implement them. Like, you actually have to come up with shit to say. Deregulate just says, we don't want any rules. And you go on with your day. It's way easier to do this stuff. We want to okay, cut so taxes. you get health care. Easy. You get health care. Well, you see, walk that's, to well, you see, that, cost things. That's, that, see, but that's but that's Simple. that's the challenge, and we always talk about this. That's the challenge of having a broad coalition. Because when you say when when a Democrat walks in there and says you get health care, certain kinds of Americans want to know who is that you? Okay, like no, they don't, no, but that, but that's like that's fair, but that's not no. If you if we look at the polling on on Medicare for all, over fifty percent of Republicans support it, and I'm not saying that you'll get them to vote for you, but over seventy percent of Democrats support it, and the only people who oppose shit like that are the insurance industry and those they pay. There's no but normal people that just, oppose let's that just shit. Say. Let's just say, let's just say random Wisconsin white person, um, what they call uneducated whites, hears that message from Donald Trump and he hears it from Barack. Who's he more likely to believe it from? Like, that's the challenge. Actually, that dude believed it from Barack two times. That's why Barack won Wisconsin twice. I don't so know. I don't, I don't know that that's true, though. I don't know I don't, that that's true. But I mean, because again, also, also, Bernie won Wisconsin easily. And I'm going to say straight up, I don't know every single case, but definitely Mich- Michigan, Wisconsin, Bernie Sanders absolutely would have won. Yes, but those are Democratic primary voters, bro. That's no, not the, the one, that's no, not no, your average Wisconsinite or your ah. average uh, Michigan person. Like, it's just not. No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. If it's you read, straight up not. No, it it's straight like, up not. It's not that, your average person. 
Did you read that New York Times article that came out a couple of days after Trump won, and they actually talked to a, uh, like several black voters who didn't vote in Milwaukee? And at least three of them said, if Bernie was out, I would have gone and waited in line and figured out how to vote because I know he would actually deliver for me. Like, there's got to be a certain point, and I'm not saying I I agree. Over 90% of the Republican Party, it's white identity politics, it's craziness, it doesn't matter what you say. I agree. But I also know— I think it does matter what you say depending on the messenger. And some people have more credibility with those people on issues that they care about. I'm talking about they may care not about— But oh, that may or may not be true. But overall, and also this isn't just what you're talking about, it's what you do for people. Like— at a certain point, you gotta fucking deliver serious shit. <laughs> like you, it just isn't tenable. Like Republicans do shit that delivers for basically who backs them, right? They get money given to them. They get their industries favored. Democrats don't do shit for their base, but they actually do. In fact, in a lot of cases, they do a lot for the same companies that are contributing Mike, to Republicans. Mike, these, are, Mike, these are the same people. These are the same people who now love. Don't get rid of the pre-existing condition um, part of Affordable Care Act who had a straight-up backlash about the Affordable Care Act getting passed. But that's the first that proves point. point. That proves oh, my like, the there's no, the credit, that, the what, credibility. That's you don't why have they credibility won. That's why they won. That's why the Democrats won, by the way. Like, if you look at the, the polling that I find most convincing of why they actually got the House— and did it is like, yes, they had a bunch of people that are activated because Trump and the Republicans are just these disgusting monsters. But to the extent they got like more sort of roam around low information voters to come out and vote, that was because of health care. That poll, that was the thing that people were most worried about in the midterms. If you if the Democratic Party passed Bernie Sanders health care bill and Republicans campaigned every year on we're going to literally cancel health care for 50 million people. That works perfectly. Mm. Fuck that. Again, that was Mike, 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 back to my point about how Democrats even get to pass this type of shit. <laughs> what has to actually happen? Actual disasters, actual depressions have to happen before you're even allowed to do something in this country we're as a Democratic it. Party. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. We are in a structurally stagnant, massively unequal economy that is running out of air because there's not that many like gambling heists or like you know fake heists that we can do to juke up this economy. Like, and and again, and to your credit, Michael, you're seeing it. You're seeing it now. When it comes to the actual Dems, actual people in power, you know, some people are like, well, I'm single payer. Well, I'm Medicare for all. When I'm this, like, you're already seeing, like, people like, no, nah, we got to really, we got to really marry ourselves to this issue, which is encouraging. So the next time we don't got to hear, we don't got to put up with the bullshit Joe Lieberman type of bullshit from Democrats oh, or people who call themselves Democrats. So it's nice. I'm just saying, like, you they know, uh, supported single payer. That says a lot. And there's yeah. no way that hurt him, you know, like, that's like, I, I'm not saying, see, I get that some people who have my politics, they're wrong. Cause they say, look, if you just go out and you tell people across the country that we're going to break up the banks, 
we're going to support you know worker cooperatives we're going to give single payer that those people will drop their tribal and racial allegiances and in a lot of cases i think that might be true like over decades but it's not going to be true immediately at all and it's wrong to think that but on the other hand both in terms of like actually delivering what democratic voters need which are generally like people who are less wealthy um and also reaching out to people that are dissatisfied and disengaged and maybe not participating, you gotta hit them with something that's gonna be real. You know, like you have to. Oh, I'm not, I, listen, I'm, I'm not worried. I think that, I think people have gotten, the, like again, somebody like a Chuck Schumer who we don't need to get into is just like, again, outside of Joe Manchin, he's, Probably one of the top three worst Democrats in Congress. Period. He's a Democratic fucking leader. <laughs> like, I wish we were right. I wish we didn't have to get into him, but he's right. <laughs> he's the head. He's the reason that Trump's getting all these court appointees. He's. I mean, he leads the shit. Like he's. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a disaster. Yeah, no, no, of course. But I'm saying, like, Democrats are getting the message about what they need to be leading with. And, and, I, and I love the peanut gallery, the, oh, the Dems better not tack too far left. Like, yeah, fuck that. that. Like, what are you talking about? We're not talking about breaking up the banks yet. I'm talking about the banks. <laughs> no person no. wants to break up the banks. No, no, and I'm, I'm saying. And, and to be honest with you, the, let me, and do you know what else, too? I'm not even convinced that if you went and you talked to nor to some normal white people, I'm not talking Republicans, but also not like, you know, liberal whatever, and right. they might have still have some bad racial attitudes. And, and we've talked about this, how, look, most people are not going to get with the woke culture, whatever the fuck. But I actually think this is something that people already forget from Obama. And, you know, I'm critical of Obama on plenty of things just in terms of policy, but Obama did. People always say like Obama didn't talk about race. Obama actually did talk about race on a number of occasions. Now, I'm not sure I would agree, and people would agree with everything he said in terms of like you know. I, to me, it was like I don't need to hear Barack Obama give another fucking talk about black fathers and shit. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, like <laughs> I think he actually put it head on a lot, and I actually think that even even some voter like they already think that Democrats have radical positions that they don't even have, right? So like the la like if you look at like immigration, like they think the Democrats are these wild, like open the border, whatever. So you know what they should do is be like, all right, here's the thing, crazy Republicans, fuck you, you're not gonna vote for us anyway. And you know what? We do have a uh, humane immigration policy and we do accept that America's a mosaic. And then for other people out here, here, let's let's, Let's give us, um, we're going to give you the pitch. And then at the same time, you'll fucking rev up all of your own people. You know what I mean? Like, it worked. No, I I, I, I hear you. Uh, what I was saying about breaking up the banks is, is um, I'm saying something to to work towards, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that we've gotten people on board with raising the minimum wage, expanding health care, you know, uh, obviously, everybody pays lip service to invest 
But I'm just saying, uh, when when you when you consider where we were in say the 2008 primary to where we are today as a Democratic Party, whoo, it's nice. It's nice. You know, it, it's ten years in the making, and it should be, and it's been ebbing and flowing and whatever. But it's nice to know that everybody's kind of gotten the goddamn message, and it took all of this shit. But you know, we we got there yet. But then you know, slowly but surely, we can get to some other stuff <laughs> and breaking <laughs> up the banks <laughs> and breaking up the banks is is just one of those things, you know, for me anyway. It's something I would love to see. We have to, dude. We have to. <laughs> like we really do, though. We have to. <laughs> we got to. We got to fundamentally change the brain. Idiots in for sure, dude. We have to. I mean, I guess it's like the. It's a very weird time to be in because it's like a lot of radical shit is like literally what needs to happen. You know what I mean? Like with where the economy is, where the environment is. It's like, guy, I, you know, I'm not. You know, it's like it's like if it's like if your doctor's like, dude, you have you know, you have emphysema, you're about to get lung cancer, you have all these medical an operation. Yeah, you need an operation. You need to stop smoking. You need to move like whatever the fuck. And it's like, oh well, I would like a little bit less of an extreme advice. It's like, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Like, well, the tie, to tie a bow on this shit, man, because yeah. we want to move on to something else. Honestly, yeah. um, yesterday. Like, you can choose to look at it as an L, as a loss. I think, on the balance, it was a positive night for the Dems, period. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, obviously, we all wanted it to be a, better. We all did. We all, I don't know that we all expected it to, but I thought we all had some hope that we could maybe get Beto or Gillum, you know, or one of our other people in that, that we weren't able to eke it out. But I think last night, on a, on a whole, was a positive yeah, no, I, I think people definitely, you shouldn't think of it as an L. And, you know, this is also where, you know, we should learn from Trump. Like, Trump lost the house and immediately came out and was like, it was a great victory. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Onward. That's like, oh my God, we didn't reverse Antebellum South. It's a disaster. No, it's not. It's Be like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Sessions, a potential constitutional crisis, <laughs> as they're calling it. Uh, you know, the Dems took the house, and the next day fires his attorney general. Yeah, I read that uh, there was going to be a ton of staff turnover after the midterms, which makes perfect sense. You know, it just in terms of like the like Donald Trump and all of these, you know, demented people in this administration. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out in terms of constitutional crisis. Like, you know, obviously, if Trump actually finally starts making these moves to, like, shut down the Mueller investigation, that really escalates things and it matters. On the other hand, I still do think that probably, you know, obviously from the beginning, kind of mainstream Democrats put too much, way too much emphasis in the Russia thing. Not to say there's nothing there, but they thought it would, you know, be some type of kind of 
you know, deus ex machina that would solve all their problems. And it's not going to be. Although I do think obviously Trump, whether it's the tax returns or whether it's just even like the idea, like Mueller's investigating Trump. And you have to imagine like, forget even just Russia, there's probably endless numbers of like criminal things around Trump and the whole family and the whole, just this whole like fucking disgusting group of people. Uh, but I also really see the tendency that some people have to like embrace everybody that gets on the wrong side of Trump. And it's like, you know, Jeff Sessions is a fucking Whoa, original. Nobody needs to embrace Jeff Sessions. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I'm just scared, man. That needs to not happen. <laughs> like, embracing Je Jeff Sessions is nobody's martyr. He's nobody's hero. He got fired from his dumbass boss. That's it. He's one of the worst people in our like in the in the whole yes. government. Like, yeah. if you made a power ranking of terrible people in the government, like, Jeff Sessions would have, yo, man, he would he would be right there with anybody. I'll put him with Steve King. I'll put him with Trump. I'll put him with anybody as far as horrible people in the government. And so, like, the idea that anybody would shed a tear because him and Trump are somehow now enemies, they're not. He's a fucking bootlicker. That's all yeah. he is. He he loved the energy that Trump was giving off from early, and we know how Trump is. And if you know, the, if you have any psychophantic tendencies to you at all, he's gonna lift you up. He's like, oh, this guy, this guy, a legitimate member of the United States Senate, embraced me in my campaign from the start. I'm gonna throw him a bone because he was the one of the first people to jump on my coattails because I was calling Mexicans rapists and crooks and criminals. Right. And so this idea that you would shed a tear for Jeff Beauregard Sessions like that is woo. You got to be some kind of idiot. And I know we got a lot of idiot Dems with like, Jesus, man, not this guy. No, you know, this yeah, is. I mean, and I understand. By the way, I understand the David from dick sucking to a certain extent or Charlie Sykes. No. People who have no. been nothing? No, 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 no. Fuck I'm not. I, listen, I'm not. I'm not. I, obviously, I feel that way. Uh, when when mainstream media types want to like kiss their, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, sure. You're annoying the shit out of me, and this is stupid. But I can move on from this. Jeff Sessions, that, that that's this is just that's just impossible. none of those people. What's so funny though? Just like the, it's just what's amazing about the from dick sucking is like. And actually, this is something that should have been proven even in the midterms. Those people bring nothing to the table. To nothing. anybody, nothing. There's no normal people that give a fuck what any of these people think. And the only people that play into them are idiot Democrats who are willing to overlook like promoting, you know, crimes and racism. Like they suck. Fuck them. But Hushes yeah, I think billion dollars spent on a on two wars, bro, with yeah, the help of that. David Frum. Fuck David Frum and fuck anybody who would, you know, try to cleanse his reputation over some bullshit. But yeah, I think, I mean, look, Jeff Sessions, and that's another thing too about just focusing on what we talk about. Okay. So yes, of course, he recused himself from the Russia investigation and that freaked Trump out. And this could lead us to a new level of crisis here. And I know that the guy that Trump's considering replacing him with, of course, is an insane, crazy extremist, but most importantly, like, you know, a thug who would help Trump cover up crimes. But, you know, the, at the same time, the biggest thing that Jeff Sessions was doing while he was attorney general was carrying out the Trump agenda of 
terrorizing immigrants, increasing police brutality, murder and violence, voter disenfranchisement and suppression. And, you know, he's a great Republican leader in that sense. And there's no difference between John Roberts, Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump when it comes to, you know, corporate power and white supremacy. Yeah, I mean, couldn't have said any better ourselves. Obviously, it's something that you and I are going to keep an eye on. But most importantly, man, going forward, uh, the Dems took the House back. Uh, we got motherfuckers running and screaming and, and running away from the Republican agenda left and right, you know, wanting to get rid of the Affordable Care Act, wanting to cut Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. Uh, a couple of states passed the finally passed the Medicaid expansion on, um, you know, uh, propositions and whatnot. So, you know, to tie this whole episode into a bowl like Jeff Sessions is out. I won't miss him. Neither will Mike. Neither will his mother. Uh, and and you know, and we soldier on, man. Anything, anything you want? TMBS in the live show. Okay, yeah. So I want everybody should become a patron of the Michael Brooks show. This is one of the all-purpose politics entertainment. History, comedy, international relations podcasts you could get. Become a patron, get two full extra shows a week. Patreon.com slash TMBS. Check us out on YouTube, Michael Brooks Show. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Of course, you could also subscribe to Michael Brooks Show on iTunes. And what I would also, we're starting to, we think we, we, the tickets have only been available for about a week. Uh, and we've already sold about a third of them. We're doing our first live show at the Bell House in Gowanus Canal awesome. in Brooklyn. Yeah, man. And it's uh, you can just go to bellhouse.ny.com, uh, uh, and, and it's right there on the homepage, Michael Brooks Show, with special guests, Bashkar Sunkara, Alona Minkowski, T, Trevor Bolyu from Champagne Sharks. Uh, I wish Waz was going to be there, but, you know, next one. And so, yeah, man. And then obviously, you know, you could hit me at, I'm starting to fuck around more on Instagram a little bit. So, and I unlocked my shit. So Michael Jamal Brooks on Instagram or at underscore Michael Brooks on Twitter. Uh, there you go. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the daily ding. That's our daily NBA recap. Uh, just, you know, it's a quick, Quick hitter, 15 to 20 minutes, catch you up on everything NBA. I know, especially people on the East Coast, some of these West Coast games end literally at 1 a.m. So, you know, it's hard for people to stay up and watch all these NBA games. If you want to be kept abreast as to what's happening around the NBA, all of our favorite league, uh, just make sure you're subscribed to the Daily Ding. Of course, subscribe to Back to Back. That's the mothership. I'm sure if you BOMM fan, you Back to Back as well. Uh, um don't forget House of Strauss. Don't forget uh what what's Kean's what's Kean's joint's name, Rob? I, I always forget. I know it's a the football. interceptable. The the interceptable. Don't forget Kean Fahi and my man Zach Harper, of course, on the interceptable. And yeah, make sure you get your T's on Cotton Bureau. Search count the dings, man. We got like four different Four different tees to choose from. They're all pretty fresh, if I must say so myself. Uh, I actually helped design those, man. I'm going to take the credit. If you think one of those are dope, it was me. Uh, and that's about it. That's all we got for this week. See you guys next week. Probably going to do a mailbag. May just do a guest episode. You never know what you're going to get on the Wolf Bros, guys. Uh, <laughs> see, you guys. <laughs> see you guys later.
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.